All right, everybody. You know what time it is. Look, so excited to finally get Jonathan Morrison, J Money, TLD today on the show. Uh, Jonathan, thanks so much for coming out, man. This is a long time coming, bro. No, we've been talking about it for, I feel like, two years now. And I'll never forget meeting you for the first time. So I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic to be on here right now. Yeah, this is um absolutely long time coming. Look, when you talk about, I always kind of, it's kind of fun to, when we meet creators for the first time, because this is honestly quite a long time ago. I was still back at the other company before I went independent. I remember seeing you, and I think it was Rich and Ralphie, like I saw your team and I was genuinely excited to see you guys because I had, from a distance, you know, there's not many opportunities where we get to meet each other, especially now. And when you have those kind of moments, I was, I was pumped because Look, honestly, I don't need to blow any smoke up at you, but you're an amazing creator. I love just everything. There's so many thoughtful decisions and the quality of content you put out. It's pretty amazing to me. So from afar, as someone who you know, had not made the transition to an indie creator, I was like, man, this dude's the man. So you know, I not only respect and admire, like, you know, I look up to you in ways too, man. Well, yeah, I just want you to know like, the respect is mutual because at that time, you, know, you were one of the inspirations for all of us and you were kind of at that next level pro level if you want to say but it was it was so nice to see how cool and down to earth you were and that was something that will always stick with me so that moment is something that like you know I'll always remember in terms of just like a creative uh, memory yeah man it's really cool and I think that's some of the best stuff like when look I'm not saying that I would say 98% of the creators I meet are really cool right but there's some that you're kind of like Oh, okay, right? You know, and not to speak ill, but you know, I'm just keeping it real. And so right. it's really good when you can meet good people on this. I think more than anything, look, if we had a bad first meeting or interaction, we wouldn't be here today, whatever, years later, just chopping it up, talking about right. this stuff. For sure. So, you know. So yeah, respect goes both ways. Okay, look, people want to hear I, I do want to introduce you to people and just maybe tell for some listeners and viewers who have no idea <laughs> who you are or what you do, maybe you can kinda give them a little spiel, talk talk yourself up a little bit. I don't know if it's talking. St- I just want to. I, I just want to make things. I guess is the best way I could describe it. I I do love tech. I I guess I care less about like the specs and the the nonsense of it. And it's the making stuff that makes me excited. And I just want to make. I just want to make things. That's my description of myself. Where can people check out some of your content? Because we know people are multitasking right now. They're going to be like, okay, what does this guy do while I listen to this podcast, this video podcast? Like, where can they find your stuff? Yeah, youtube.com slash TLD is the primary focus. Um, Dumb name, but it it is what it is. It's the the Call of Duty 6969 Gmail that we (laughs) all made at one point in our lives that just ended up being a thing. And, you know, other than that, there's a new music thing, Jonathan and Friends, which we'll talk about that might be my favorite thing right now but those are the two places amazing okay so let's jump into this the m1 you've um been able to spend extensive time with it i was fortunate enough for the first time to like i know how hard it is to knock on that door and finally apple's like oh come on in this little crack young right. man right like we'll start talking to you so it was you know it's, it's cool to finally get early access to kind of be out with everyone like that but you know, when you do these reviews before you can see anyone's, and I never watch anyone's reviews anyways until I do mine, right. sometimes you don't know what you have in front of you. And when I was like, I don't know about you, but when I was testing out the M1, I'm like, is this real? I didn't believe right. kind of what was happening. And I'm like, oh shit, this 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 is this is this is a game changer. So I'd love to hear kind of your whole thoughts of just the M1 and and you know, you've been testing it doing a lot of different types of things with it. 
Right. Yeah, I think so. I had a similar experience. I was on a chat yesterday with uh, this artist who does things in After Effects, and his machine bounced the project in 14 minutes. We tried his project on the MacBook Pro, and it took like two minutes. And he was like, no, double check the file. Um, like, did it miss something? What's wrong? So I feel you on that sentiment of sometimes when you get to that next, you open that door where things are just different. And I, and I feel like that's the biggest sentiment I want to bring across is like we have to look at the M1 differently because everyone is looking at it like, you know, they, they're looking at it like x86. And mm-hmm. it, we can't look at it like that anymore. Yeah, I, and you know what? This opens up some great conversation between creators because all of us as creators, like I always recommend people go watch five to 10 different creators because A, okay, maybe we do agree on some things, but quite honestly, we shouldn't agree on all things right. and you want to get different perspectives. And so, I mean, you opened up a great dialogue with Linus. I mean, you basically directly made a video kind of addressing how he reacted to the M1. And then you're saying, look, it's not about specs and I'm totally on board with you, you know, we can talk about specs all we want, but my review was more about anecdotal evidence, experience. You can throw all the numbers at me, but if my project still is slower than before, that doesn't matter, right? If it's right. I'm getting a 50% increase or it cuts half the time, well, now we're talking. This is real-world use, and that that also plays into this. So can you kind of talk about that back and forth that you had and, and why you kind of want to bring it up? Because, you know, you have a big platform. People listen to you. You're an authority here. And so, you know, it takes a little bit of cojones to be like, hey, Linus. FYI, and I know you know we're all cool with each other, though. Yeah, and I think if it a wasn't for the fact that one, I genuinely freaking love the dude, and I <laughs> they they make high level stuff. I respect the whole team down to Brandon; he's an amazing cinematographer. Taryn, like the whole squad, Luke, they're they're great. They're great, and I think from my end, you know, because there's on one hand, it's like, well, why just not why say anything at all? And like, I get it. But the problem is when there's false narrative or misinformation, then it's like, oh, for the people who just want to enjoy this for, because it's like, I feel like, and I'm not saying it doesn't go both ways, but in the PC world, like I would never go find an RTX 3080 unboxing or review just to say something about a Mac, right? Mm, mm, But I mm. feel like, people go look for Mac videos just to like stir it up. And, you know, for anybody who just wants to make a video and enjoy the product, now it's like the the army of people just like, well, that's not a real computer. That's not x86. Mm-hmm. You, can't re- you can't do real tasks on that thing. And the, the, I think Marquez uh, tries to be the balance, right? Because that was his intro, which I thought was really well done. It's the... It's the optimist and the pessimist or, mm. you know, the, you're trying to be skeptical because it's like the tough thing to do or that's like the reviewer thing to do. One, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I, I don't think I want to like be classified as a reviewer. I don't want to be a journalist. I just want to make things. One. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I, and I get the sentiment of, well, you also can't assume that it's going to be good without trying it. But it's like, well, I, I know what the iPad, I've, I've edited videos on an iPad that has been smoother than my computer. I know what happens when software talks to hardware in Final Cut. So at a certain point, you can make an educated guess. And that's my problem. It's not that I'm just like blindly uh, jumping into this or assuming. It's like, no, like we have 
little pieces of the pie that we can put together and make an educated guess. And that was my, that was my biggest problem. And then like the, the smaller things like Photoshop isn't going to be ready on launch. Like, no, it is the x86 version of it, which runs just as good, if not better, if not is better. available. The beta is what isn't ready. So just, just those things kind of, kind of like, and, and it more so we've just kind of had like a fun back and forth back yeah. to the 12 inch MacBook days. You know, so a few things you touched upon. First of all, you know, I think that, look, Apple, because of who they are and they've made pretty like, you know, kind of big claims in the past and just, you know, the Apple swagger, let's call it the Apple swagger right, that right. rubs people the wrong way. And so I think even when you watch their keynote, when they announced the M1, I was instantly like, okay, what computers are they comparing this to when they're talking about three times, two right. times, 14 times, like at least give us that. Of course, they're not, they're not there to talk about PC computers, so they're not going to do that. So those numbers being thrown around, you know, someone who's a diehard AMD fan on the Zen 3 architecture is going to be like, yeah, right, BS. And then, right. you know, I loved how the first benchmark, I think it was the MacBook Air leaked out, and people were like, wait, 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 what? It's, right. it's single cores performing better than a high level, the highest MacBook Pro 16-inch. I think that was that moment where, and again, you st even I was still like, okay, 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 we need to see this in person, right? And Geekbench Benchmarks is a benchmark. It's not, again, it's a number. It gives us a statistical data point to look at and be like, okay, that's a reference point. Um, right. But it does give us a good indication. And when when that came out, then I was but like, the, okay, we're But the narrative place. changed, though, because it was first. When that article like, came out? No, because every time there was a little bit more, right? It was like mm -hmm, no benchmarks. Mm -hmm. I don't believe it, right? Like, it's just a curved graph. It's, it's BS. And then Geekbench comes out. And then it's like, well, Geekbench is stupid. That's not a real benchmark. Uh, you need to use a real benchmark like Cinebench. Then Cinebench comes out. And it's like, okay. <laughs> like, the, And then, and, oh, well, Cinebench is just a benchmark. We need real-world tests. And then the real-world stuff comes out. And it's like, because my thing is, if you like... Just like what you like and do what you do. Just don't make it unfun for people. If you want to... Yeah. Because I understand... I get the sentiment of building your own computer, having that control, tinkering, overclocking. If it works for you, cool. Like, just don't come in my lane and ruin it for everybody, you know? Yeah, you know, a lot of... I mean, we've... Being creators, being independent, and also, look, being able, as you who have been able to build relationships with companies, get early access to stuff... I can't imagine, I love, I think our favorite thing is when we put out a video and someone says, Apple fanboy, and then someone says, Samsung fanboy, in the same video, right? Right. Or, they'll, they'll, or, they'll, right. or two videos back to back, right? They'll just be like, oh, you love this. And you're like, okay. And we know that as we've been around here, you really learn that people really more than anything, they just project. You you may say something, you can say the sky is blue. Right. But whatever's in their mind, they're going to project on you as if you're right or wrong. Because th right. they're not, they may hear, and I'm just like, Oh wow! You pulled that from me just saying like this phone feels bigger in my hand. It's like right. a whole paragraph of stuff, you know. It's just kind of the nature of the beast. Um, I do want to talk about though some of your findings that surprised you. I mean, maybe not because you were you know really very vocal and behind like what we could expect, and a lot of the emojis be, as as results were coming, and you kept on putting out the mm, like. Mm, it's the educated guess time. part though. It's like yeah. my my thing is is like it's one thing. 
And that's the other thing, right? Like I understand from Linus's perspective, like his take is like, well, if I don't cover Apple, I miss out on the clicks. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, like I have to make that decision where like I, I want to be happy with what I make. And if, if that means not covering anything, everything under the sun, because you know, man, tech embargoes will, they'll murder a soul. And if you get to a point, like, and to his credit, like you can't do everything yourself. So there's a team and, you know, there's writers and that's awesome. All the respect, but it's like, how am I going to take this, you know, end all be all opinion? It's like if someone didn't drive a Honda Civic and then tried to tell you not to buy a Honda Civic, like, why? Like, yeah. I, I'm in this every day for 10 years. Like, this is what I do. This is how I make my, I, I use this and I've seen it. And I think that's why I get passionate because mm-hmm. a lot of the times I'll treat it like, how I would talk to a family or friends. Like, I just want you to like experience what I'm experiencing. And there are certain cases where, you know, maybe they want a game. Then, then I know, okay, this is not the answer. Like build a PC, get a, you know, (laughs) maybe you need certain different things. That's fine. But if you're making stuff, like why wouldn't I want to show you the quickest, best, easiest, fastest way to do that? And for me, it's never been about tinkering. It's just like, how can the tech get out of the way mm. so I can just make things? And, you know, the way you put that, it's hard for people expect different things. And, you know, you can't say that, what you just told me, in front of every video. You just hope that people that watch you understand that perspective or right. get it in little bits and pieces as they watch your content over time. Like, we are, we cannot be the end-all, be-all. We can't, quite honestly, even in my reviews, I say, look, I'm going to cover a lot of this stuff, but I'm not going to cover every single point because right. literally you can't, you can't. I mean, unless you want to put out a 30, 45-minute video, which some right. people do, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> right? So um, were, were there any bench, were there any actual real-world tests that surprised you the most or you already expected it? Because you had shown a demo of an iPhone 12 mini <laughs> outperforming right. a pretty beefy iMac and just right. smoking it, you know. And there's there's a one, there's a couple points to that too, because it's like everybody likes everybody's an expert and everyone's still the the narrative, like I, the, it's the funniest thing where it's like, oh like Mac users are so dumb. It's like, no, bro, I understand the difference between hardware and software encoding, but <laughs> at the end of the day, like I said, if I'm getting to the same if we're going to the same place and I get there faster, I'm mm-hmm. still getting there faster. Mm-hmm. And the argument was, well, one's bounced on an iPhone, so it has acceleration, they're different files. And then it's like in the back of my mind, I know. Well, as soon as that gets into Big Sur and then Final Cut or Compressor where you have control over the codec, the metadata, the bit rate, because that was an argument that I saw. Like, well, you don't have the control. You're just at the mercy of iMovie, 29 frames a second. You can't control the bit rate. But it's like, no, you, I, I know it's coming because I use this. <laughs> so there's the whole argument of, well, like, no, you're a noob. Uh, you can't control <laughs> bit rate. You can't, there's apples to oranges. And it's like, no. It, and if it's so easy... And if it's hardware acceleration, why isn't everybody doing it? And that's point A. I think I knew it was going to be fast. And to a certain point, like export speeds are meaningless, right? We, we've gotten there with H.264 and QuickSync. That was a thing. That was great for YouTubers. It's, it's a reason why a, an i5 or an i7 made sense over a Xeon. Because mm-hmm. for most people who are making YouTube videos, that QuickSync bounce is going to matter more than a server class CPU or RAM or memory. And I, I think with that, it's, it's not about the exports anymore. It's like, one, it's a new workflow. Two, it's the experience. Because mm-hmm. so many people miss that. 
like I'm, I'll demo it, but like so many times I'm hopping around in Final Cut, just like moving the mouse, scrubbing the playhead. And it's again, back to that sentiment of, I don't want to think about it. I just want to make the video. And I don't know if you've, uh, are you on the A7S three train or what are you shooting? So I, how I got, I got one recently because I want to be on that train, but because look, it's tech, September, Vover, <laughs> member, whatever, right. Tech December. It's it's been so intense, and for me, right? You know, I'm on my own, so I'm just pumping this out. I'm like, okay, once it gets calm in that kind of maybe earlyish mid January time, that's where I'm right. gonna sink my teeth in. But it's it's I know it's an amazing tool, but it's sitting in a box right now, right? So I'm just like, I gotta pump this stuff out, you know? Yeah, but yeah. And I think so. When you get there, though. <laughs> That's what's maybe surprised me most is how, because that was also the counter argument. Well, Apple can't make an optimizer or an encoder for everything, can they? But it's like, so far, everything I've thrown at it, whether it's Red Raw or uh, Sony FX9 footage or intense A7S3 10-bit footage, like it handles it like a champ. So I agree. They can't, they can't make a, an accelerator for everything, but they sure as hell are making an accelerator for a lot of things. Mm. And in... Um, jumping to Big Sur and M1, just actually playing back that Sony footage because I, I guess my my sentiment is like if you know what all I is on an A7S three, and you know that it plays like that's enough. If you know what all I is and it plays smooth, that's enough. If you don't know what all I is, doesn't matter. But mm. the fact that you can play this ten bit, whether it's H two six four all I H two six five smoothly on a machine is game changing and i think that's the other part that's frustrating right i i feel like it's an extreme term but (laughs) say it i'm just like tired of people being fake nerds because (laughs) like let's just appreciate the tech and it's we want to sit here and like who are we kidding right We, we make youtube videos and Dude, we're what, lucky to point? make YouTube videos. But that's the thing is like, who, who's to say, you know, like why, why are we investing this money into a camera that shoots 8K, 10-bit, and then bouncing in 8... Because there's the argument, like, no one cares about 10-bit. Like, well, well, then mm. why do we shoot these cameras that capture... And that's the whole argument with HDR. It's like, these cameras can capture up to 15 stops of dynamic range, but we want to watch it in SDR that maybe outputs half of that. So... You know, there are exciting changes, and I think the whole M1 Big Sur pipeline kind of opens that door to where it's like there's an actual realistic workflow of shooting in 10-bit, exporting, and not losing your mind. Because prior to Big Sur, without the 10-bit acceleration, it was back to the olden times of a bounce could take, or an export uh, could take, you know, an hour to two hours, depending on the length of the video. The, you know, I think that the whole thing you mentioned about this idea of fake nerds and not even caring about like the love of it is I think everyone I think because in a weird way because YouTube is a competitive space now I feel like people need to like show you that they almost have to overprove that they know something or they always there's always the well actually person in the room these days right Right. which may where instead it people can't just for example if I'm in a movie line I'm a big comic book nerd like comic book nerd and I hear something that's like I don't yeah. say, you know, there we've all had those moments whether you're like a Star Wars fan or whatever fan you are, you yeah. know, you as a cam- as a as a freaking like production geek, you've heard things and you're like right. you might be like but you don't say anything, right? Bro, and I'm I sure think- you've heard conversations on calls from brands that you're like 
No, actually, like, but but you don't, right? You, you don't. Can, yeah, you don't. You don't. And there's something to be said about the person who is a little more bold because they're at a keyboard and they don't have to. You're, they're not in front of your face. That has to point certain things out or assume things versus just letting someone. And it's not being dumb. It's not like you're saying something completely so horribly wrong. It's like, eh, that's not really right, but okay. You know, I think right. that there's something in our culture long before, you know, what's going on now that has kind of existed where someone someone has to always be right. And I don't think you always have to be right. You know, sometimes you just, just kind of let people enjoy their toys. That's what I want, right? And that was the other part is go do your thing. I was super geeked for the RTX 3080, for the 3090, yeah, what AMD's doing on the chip side. Like, that's cool and it's exciting. And if that excites you, awesome. Like, send me a picture of your new setup. I'll give you a high five and appreciate it with you. <laughs> it's just like, when it, 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 the misinformation drives me crazy. And, you know, the sentiment, because that was another thing. Well, sure, the M1's cool if you shoot video on a cell phone. And it's like, A... There's a lot of people who shoot some really cool stuff on phones. And mm. B, no, like the acceleration is now extending to R3D, to stupid Sony codecs, and I would assume that would apply to the Canon R series cameras, which is also a nightmare to edit. So it's just the sentiment where it's just assumptions and misinformation. Because I'm cool with being skeptical, like be skeptical, but just don't spit out false information because then... Yeah. It's the keyboard warriors who take that information and then regurgitate it. Man, so here's a, here's a great example and also kind of tie back to the M1. You know, my, my biggest test is I have a fully specced out 16-inch MacBook Pro. And so as someone who that is my main tool, I was genuinely excited about, okay, Apple sent me a MacBook Pro 13-inch. I'm like, all right, let, let's see how, let's just see what really happens here, okay? So right. I use, I know you don't cringe, but I use, I'm a Premiere guy because I never took the time right. to learn the new Final Cut. And I know there's so many benefits to, and especially now with the M1 and whatever they're gonna optimize, I'm pretty much gonna take that time down and just start learning Final Cut and get good on it. But I can do basic things, but not like right. as my go-to. So with Premiere, I'm like, okay, look, this thing is gonna run in Rosetta, t Rosetta 2. I'm like, I think it might be faster, even though I have no idea if it will be, but let's see. So I just exported a 4K ProRes file. It was about four or five minutes. And on my MacBook Pro, it was eight minutes and 16 seconds. Take that same, ex same exact project, same exact file, put it on the um, new MacBook Pro 13. It exported it for the first time at 545. I'm like, what? I'm like, okay, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me redo this. I exported it again and it did in like 606. And I'm like, holy. And this is in... It's not emulation, it's translation. Apple wants right. to make you know a point that it is not an actual emulator. And the fact that it's not even natively written right. for this processor, and it's basically beating it out, giving me like 25, 30% better results. Right. I mean, come on. How can, how can, and I was like, this can't be. And I'm like, this is what it is. And then, you know, and you start doing other tests. It's crazy. That, that's the thing, right? Because that's just like the pure, because the single core CPU performance on these things is, ridiculous mm -hmm. and that's the part that's exciting right because i've seen so many comments of well okay the it's cool the performance is cool but the fact that they're doing it on that low power is not a big deal because it doesn't matter on desktop and it's like bro no like when you scale that that's gonna just be infinitely better and 
I've said it numerous times, right? I've given Adobe a lot of credit. They've started to implement metal acceleration. And yes, yes. It used to be a crap show <laughs> where it didn't take advantage of anything. and You were just putting that poor CPU through hell. Oh, and, you, the, fan, the, fan, you, the fan let you know. The fan let you know. <laughs> right? And slowly, I, I feel like they listened. I've talked to people from Adobe, and sure enough, they've implemented metal acceleration. You start to see the GPU work a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing. I, I, I feel like there's just some, I don't know if it's just like the macho-ness of like things need to be harder to be stronger or faster, but <laughs> it's like, like why, wouldn't you, why wouldn't you look at the M1 as a CPU or as a brain? And it doesn't matter if the acceleration is coming from the neural engine or the GPU or the cores. Like, if it's faster, it's faster. And just because it's not putting all the load onto a single component like the CPU, why is that less cool? And mm. that's mm. the mind-boggling part. Faster is faster. And yeah. it's like if you had a great team <laughs> versus trying to lift something by yourself. And then to that extent, it's like now we have the best of both worlds. There's the high performance course, there's the low performance course. And I would equate that to having some big ass strong dude who can lift <laughs> 500 pounds, but he's gonna lose in a race. Now you have someone who's quick, small, efficient, tiny, and you have the best of both worlds that can give you power when you need it, be efficient when you don't, and then work together in times when you can actually utilize both. I, I just don't I people I don't I think people didn't want to believe that Apple could put out a processor that outperforms what's already out there. You know what I mean? At the end of the day it's it there's this weird, you know, we there's these two schools of thought. If if you've been a PC diehard and you've kind of looked at Apple and poo-pooed them whole this whole time, you don't you don't want in a weird way your mind doesn't want for the benefit of everyone, you don't want to see Apple come like you actually right. benefit from this. Right. This, this is nothing personal, but you actually can benefit from this. Right. And so, you know, people bring people bring their own their own baggage into it. Okay, we were talking about Premiere and Final Cut. Um, tell me in your eyes, because you are the thorn here, what what and I kind of know, but I want to hear from you. Why should I make the move to Final Cut as soon as possible? I feel like it's it's beyond the optimization. It's mm-hmm. and I'm gonna I'm really going to try and showcase it in my video where I I feel like what gets lost in translation is the experience. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that Final Cut's perfect or there aren't bugs or crashes. Everything does that. But it's more so that I'm going to keep sounding like a broken record. It's the idea of the tech and the software getting out the way where sometimes I'll watch people in Premiere and it ends up being two or three steps more to do the same thing. And it's feeling for me, right? Like Mm -hmm. sometimes I'll... I'll vibe to a background track louder than it needs to be just so I can get the feel. And, you know, there's so many just, from my experience, and and Premiere just kind of gets in my way. And not to say that it's better or worse because people make amazing things in Mm -hmm. Premiere. Like, it's not about that. For me, it's back to the whole, like, I want to treat it like I'm talking to family and friends. And it's like, no, like, look, I can do, like, look how easy this is. I want you Mm -hmm. to feel that and experience that the same way. So... I, I would say like anything, it's going to feel uncomfortable at first because I was Final Cut 7 and I yeah, jumped yeah, right yeah, into yeah. 10. That's when I stopped. At, we- at 10, I stopped. It's weird. But yeah. if you don't give it a chance, you'll never know. And anything, no matter what, if it's different, it's going to take an adjustment c- curve. Whether you're going from Windows to Mac 
from iOS to Android, vice versa, the first week or two is going to feel rough. But if you can come in with an open mind, and the other thing is, I'm not saying that you can't import certain keyboard shortcuts, but don't make it act like Premiere. Just kind of like embrace the system. That's that's what one of my other buddies told me. He told me literally pretty much exactly what you said. He's like, don't treat this thing like Premiere. Don't even go in there with an open mind and a totally different process and just see if it works for you. That's that's what he told me. Yeah, and the the magnetic timeline Premiere people sometimes hate, and I get it, and there are certain frustrations, but for me, it's just it's so quick and... It's the feeling. Like I want to feel. Like, it sounds stupid, man. But like, no, it doesn't. It's like it's like. Hey, when I when I talk to people about surfing, they don't understand it. And then once they stand up on a board for the very first time, they're like, "Dude, that felt like." A, I'm not saying editing in Final Cut is spiritual, but it there's right. there's feelings that you have when you're like, "Ooh, this just flows right." Like you feel more like, connected. Right? But you like you <laughs> could sit there and like actually like groove to it, and then just like feel, it's weird. But like you got to feel the edit. Yeah. Oh man. Hey, are you gonna? Is that a shirt? Do we just get a new shirt? Feel the edit. Maybe. Yeah. I was like this okay. shirt. Yeah. I was like this shirt. Let's, let's feel the edit. But like, yeah. I just want people to <laughs> feel. Feel the, edit, baby. feel the edit. Feel it. You gotta feel it. Yeah. That's good. Oh, uh, you know, you've been doing this as an independent creator for quite some time. I mean, we've seen. I've seen you just explode in your rise. And what I found unique about you is that, and you mentioned this earlier because I wanted to ask you about it. You know, you've kind of obviously built a um, a channel and a following that watches your content where, how about this? You don't have, to, like I'm in grind phase because I'm in year like two, right? You you were there in the grind phase. It's kind of an evolution. But now you've built a large enough audience where you can make decisions where you're like, you know what? I'm gonna only put out these type of videos. I'm gonna create this type of stuff when I want and people will still watch that content. I feel like you've become, not become, but you're a combination of, I know you don't wanna use the word reviewer, but you cover tech. But then you have so many other like productions, whether it's music, um, product produ- production that you're doing that people don't see. Um, kind of talk about that, how that ethos works for you, because I think there's a lot of people that are still always curious what a creator's life is, and everyone's is different. But the one thing that we do know is it's a hustle, and so right. maybe kind of talk about your your situation and how that's all come together. I think it just comes back to the sanity part, right? And <laughs> we talked about this with the Linus part, and it's. At a certain point, you have to decide or make that conscious decision. Do I want to do this, not like in a bad way for the views, or do you want to do something that mm-hmm. creatively fulfills you? Because like, I, I know I take a hit in certain things, and whether it's upload frequency or not covering every single product, but it's just like I, I would lose my mind like mm-hmm. unboxing every product or doing everything because at a certain point, things get stale and repetitive. Yes. And ultimately, I, I just want to make things that I enjoy that feel like they're pushing myself. And more so than anything, I, I love the collaborative process. I love seeing what people do. I love being able to showcase what people do because that's the other thing is we make YouTube videos, man. There are so, and I don't mean that disrespectful, but I, I've just tried to keep that mindset where I just want to surround myself with the most talented, coolest people I can find because that's how you get better, A. Mm. And you always got to remember, there's always someone that's working harder than you. And <laughs> like you can never be to, a, like you can be confident, you can be proud of your work, but you can never be to the point where it's like, this is the end all be all. There's always room for improvement. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just a combination of that plus being creatively happy because like I said, the tech grind, if you want to call it, is brutal. And 
when they're especially when there's 60 different Android phones that come out, you know? This this has been this has been a period like, you know, this has been a time like no other. I I because of coronavirus, because of the delays, because it's a two next gen consoles which only come out every 5 or 6 years came out. Right. Apple had three keynotes in 3 months and then Samsung did stuff, Google did stuff and everyone else did stuff. And this is it's been it's been a beast. I mean, I'm looking at my queue, I'm like, okay, I still have to do this and this. When to your point, it's kind of good. Like my family's coming out, um, a few few family members, and I'm like, this is the time I can actually just kind of chill out for a little bit because I think that a lot of people don't talk about. And this is again, we make YouTube videos for a living and other things, which is crazy to me still. Like the fact that you know, going from a big company and now I can do this independently. Like you, you, even though you said, oh, you know, you saw me back in the day. Like you guys helped actually pioneer for me to be able to do this independently, if you think about it, right? Like that's why I always kind of look like respect so much of what you guys have done because you kind of built the blueprint for how I could advance my career after leaving a big company, right? Because I'm 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 kind of like a a little older gen per se, right? And so yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Actually, I, I don't, you probably don't I even like know you close. I don't know. I think you're a lot younger than me, actually. We'll no, talk. We'll talk young. about it offline. Like Twenty five, we'll right? Yeah, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. So I started, you know, I started working over there when I was twelve or something like that. Hey man, you got the youth, man. <laughs> but um, you know, I th- I think that that whole what was I getting at? Oh, just the me- the mentality of it. I don't think people talk about. We have been a little bit more about mental health, just not only across YouTubers, but just in general for people with the climate and everything that's going on. It's important. Like, there's a point where the grind doesn't matter. Right. You know. Yeah, and so. you just gotta you gotta enjoy it, have fun. Yeah, I mean, doing things like this, you and I talking, catching up. This is the first time we've actually ever actually talked this long, like stuff like this. Just be able to like yeah. meld our minds together um, and do kind of different things. I throw up stuff on my channel, not because I care about views, is because it makes me happy. Right. Right. I've seen your music parodies are great. Oh, I've got something cooking. I actually, in fact, maybe not. Well, not this year, but I feel like we need to work on something together in that in that we do in that space. In that, yeah, in that yeah. space. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, also, what other, I guess, can you talk about some of the other production and also Jonathan and Friends and, you know, you're really doing a lot of killer music stuff for people that haven't seen, you know, you're taking some of these, I guess you call them iconic or sound effects from different platforms and products and making beats. And I mean, I just feel like that's just you just being creative and just being, I'm just going to play around with this. In fact, I feel like, you know, we, we were going to shoot this yesterday, but I feel like you just kind of got into this creative like flow and you're like, hey, can we just do our call tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, because I saw you putting out all that music stuff. I'm like, that's cool. That is cool. Right. And that's like how I try to approach the, the testing element and the real life part of it. And at the same time, too, like we talked about, music for me is just like that mental therapy. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. as much as I love video, because I do love video, <laughs> I music's different. Like it just makes my brain feel different. And yeah. You know, I, I kind of got into it playing guitar when I was in high school. I got out of it because life happens and mm-hmm. then we got to be grownups and pay the bills and, you know, responsibilities. <laughs> right, that, that, that happens, that happens, yeah. Right, and so I, I've always wanted to get back to that path. It's been like a long journey to bring it back and it's how do you do it? And in a weird way, the whole pandemic in 2020 kind of allowed, it, it kind of, makes you go back and look at things and put things in perspective where I was already starting to implement just like sprinkles of the music into the tech channel. Mm -hmm. The problem is though, is like everyone in that world is programmed to be like a little toxic, right? So 
everyone tries to look at things analytically and from a spec and we lose the appreciation for the art. So at a certain point, I think, honestly, the whole channel started as an accident just because I ended up <laughs> doing some music on part of an iMac MacBook Pro review. That's right. And that's it was right. like, I had this cover. Uh, the funny part with that one is, I think some people think that Lauv is on that track and he's not. I just took his, I ripped his acoustic <laughs> performance from YouTube and synced it up and like spent way too much time to make it look like it was live. And <laughs> so they're like, dude, did you collab with Lauv? Is that what like, there's a co- were- yeah, well, I would love to, but there was a couple of people that thought that. And <laughs> so I ended up putting that there and the whole sound thing just, that was a happy accident where mm. it was genuinely getting the iPhone 12 stuff, getting the MagSafe charger, seeing the animation, being like, oh, yo, I wonder if there's a sound with that. Unmuting the iPhone. Oh, there's new sound. Let me airdrop this to the iMac. Let me throw it in Logic. Let me make this stupid beat. Yeah, oh, this babe. isn't like awful. And I think it kind of just rapidly evolved. And honestly, I, I give everything to kind of back to that sentiment of surrounding yourself with talented people. And, you know, Julia, uh, which is a byproduct of meeting Jackson and then you know back to the Mac Pro review where being fortunate enough to hang out with someone like Andrew Dawson mm-hmm. like these are the people where I've learned so much and because music is very much a hobby for me and just to have fun and to keep my mind sane and it, it's been a fun outlet to do more and more and it just kind of has rapidly accelerated but it's it's really refreshing just to be able to create and not necessarily worry about the tech narrative, I guess. You know, it, look, you've been doing this for a long time, and I think it's a it's just it's the evolution of you, right? Quite honestly, you know, like you, we are not. Some people forget that we are not just tech reviewers. We love other things. This is how maybe we were able to make some inroads, but we we are not just this one thing. And I think that's always what's interesting is. You might put something different on your channel, and some of people are like, "Why are you doing that? I want to. I just right. want to see another Apple video." I'm like, "Dude, I've been covering. <laughs> let's be real. I've been covering Apple for like 12 years. Like, right? I I like to do something. I like to do other things once in a while, right? Not that I don't love right. them, and right. not that they indirectly have helped allow me to make a living, but I don't always want to talk about Apple, right? <laughs> right? Right? Like we're we're and, all humans, right? Yeah, right. Of course, of course. I mean, we're dude. Again, we're lucky. You know, we you and I think you and I have a great appreciation of understanding what what we our position and what we've been able to you know to do. I never take that type of stuff for granted. And so you know, we are not one thing. And so I you know, I've put up random stuff that has done really well. I put random stuff up that has not done well, and I didn't care. I didn't care because right. at the end of the day, but. You know, you created this new channel to kind of really focus on that as another avenue with your pa- that aligns with your passion, right? Right. And I think for me, it was, I think there's sometimes a disconnect between the audio world and the video world. Mm-hmm. So it was a fun chance to kind of blend the, the two together because sometimes I'll see this audio production where it's like, oh, I would love to see it shot like this or done like this. And it's to a certain point you can get there and it's just kind of set your mind to something because I think for me that was a little bit of the motivation especially with guitar because I again music is a hobby and I have many 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 miles to go (laughs) in terms of music because it all futz around I don't I can't read music Um, but at at a certain point it was motivation this year to be like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna play I'm gonna get better to the point where maybe I can at least be in the room with some of these people Mm -hmm. and because I I look up to these guys and Mm -hmm just to have that motivation to want to be in that same 
conversation, that same sentence, you know, use that as motivation. And I think, you know, just ultimately, like I, I'm going to keep, keep, keep repeating, just make things that make you happy and the rest will follow. I totally agree. Okay. Here's, here's a fun thing. What, what is one thing that comes to your mind that people don't understand whether it's your process about what you do? So if you had a moment to be like, okay, guys, you don't get this about what are you or a bugaboo? Like maybe it's how people, I don't know, comments they put on it. Is there one thing that maybe someone doesn't understand about you or what you do that you'd like to put out there? No, I, I, I get it. I think just people rightfully so assume like I have a preference on tech and I, but the difference is I've openly said it. I, I do prefer iPhone. I do prefer Mac. Mm-hmm. I have a great appreciation for other things. And like we've talked about, if you want to rock a, PC, great. If you want to rock a Android phone, great. If you want to rock a Nokia or a throwback Windows phone, like that's all good. I think my point is I get lost in the creation part and I I get excited about things because I know how it's going to make my creation part easier and I want other people to feel that and experience that. So I just get passionate about that angle and I think sometimes it gets frustrating to see kind of the the cynical approach. It's it's an angle, right? So many people mm-hmm. are harsh to be harsh because it's it's viewed as honest. You have to be you have to be stern and you have to no, he's a he's a real reviewer because he's he's being critical and you're just a fan like no. There are so many things about Apple that drive me crazy, right? There's so many stupid mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. The fact that there's USB 2.0 lightning in a phone. The fact that we don't have USB-C on an iPhone. The, this thing that we're on right now, like as cool as the M1 machines are, the potato webcam is still a potato. And it's a there popo. Are, there are, <laughs> yeah, there are places to be, there's a time and place to be critical, but I, I just think at a certain point, it's become the tech, I guess, mantra to, to be critical and not to appreciate things. Because maybe in that similar note where we appreciate how far tech has come, I remember how hard it was to make things and how easy it is now. So I, I think that's my mm-hmm. biggest thing is sometimes my passion gets mixed up and misinterpreted as fanboyism, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's, that's interesting. What, okay, so I'm curious. If we, re- we rewound back in time, did you ex- were you always looking to be involved in creating content, meaning, let's say, junior high Jonathan, high school Jonathan, were you already trying to be like, I want to be involved in film and production or, or what were you doing? I mean, you mentioned music, but what kind of led you to, to this? Um, honestly, man, like it's probably like, um, I don't think it was any one thing, but I, I would say my, my dad and mm. he, he was kind of me in that he played <laughs> guitar. He loved basketball. He, he was the guy, he was the dad that had the VHS out. I there was a period in in high school where I was super into backyard wrestling because I was a big WCW, <laughs> WWE, WWF fan. And I, I remember like my first kind of experience of video editing would be I would shoot on the VHS, then I would play the tape on the TV, and then I would shoot the TV to make cuts. So almost oh in some God. world like we're cutting tape. And I, I think it was just the appreciation of tech was a natural thing. I don't 
think I knew I wanted to be a video maker or a musician mm-hmm. or anything. I just, I, I just saw the things I guess my dad did and naturally did them and it, it evolved. That's cool. I mean, you know, a born creator, I, that's so funny when you talk about, so you recorded the video. Is there footage of you backyard wrestling it's, that still exists? It's got to, there's got to be, there's got to It's be. somewhere. So the sad part is I got to like dig through at my <laughs> mom's or something because <laughs> it, it used to be up online. I don't know if you ever, there was this website called Acid Planet and <laughs> it, it was a place where you could host videos and music. So I would upload mm-hmm. like my old guitar riffs and the backyard wrestling, but the site disappeared. So mm. there, it's not online anymore, but it, there's definitely tapes somewhere, and I'm gonna have to like make sure they're archived one day because it was it was a thing jumping off walls and trash cans and light bulbs and yeah I was Did, I wanted to be actually that's an answer to you I wanted to be a wrestler when I was uh, like sixteen. Wait, who were some of your favorite wrestlers then that you watched See, that you really enjoyed? I was weird because I missed like the golden WWF or I missed the, the golden WWF era. era. Yeah, so I, I caught in late because I actually started with WCW first. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I was huge into like Goldberg and Sting <laughs> and Booker T and New World Order was out there. Right. Back then, so all the, all I was the actually WWE a WC, WCW fan, and then the buyout kind of happened. Good old days and. <laughs> That was when they merged, and then I kind of got into the the whole world of the Rock and Stone Cold and the Hardy Boys and Dudley Boys, and those were like yeah, the, man, those were the days. And Undertaker dude, I think and you just, and I are the same person too. I'm like <laughs> basketball, wrestling, right. video, yeah. No. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's my honest answer. I I think I think at, at a certain point, I definitely wanted to be a wrestler, and I also wanted to be in a metal band because mm. I kind of got into guitar and Metallica and Disturbed. So Did you ever have like band. long, long metal hair at all? Is there I've any never had metal. I've never had metal hair. Surprisingly, yeah. I'm getting yeah. close with quarantine, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to find those, those things that we might be able to dig up one day in the archive and really enjoy. I'm going to, I promise you, I'm going to find, as soon as I find that footage, I'm going to send it your way. Dude. I promise you. Dude. I mean, that's, that's gold. That's gold. You know, just do a review on a, like a digitizer and use right. that footage, right? Yeah. No, I would, yeah, I, I need to do it because, and okay, can we go back to a, weirdly enough, M1 real quick? One yeah, of the yeah. coolest things I've seen in M1 is the ML upscaler oh. uh, super resolution Pixelmator. But someone, uh, Jason Dunn, I believe, quote tweeted me and like, I hadn't even thought of this, right? But what happens when that technology goes to old VHS tapes and, Damn. you know, we can, we can preserve and up res because a lot of the old memories that we have, they're, you know, 360, 480. But when we get that tech that can bring back to life, these old memories, like that's amazing. That's, that's, that's what tech is about. Dude, the, the, you know, as we kind of, we go in this circle, we talk about some of that tech, the whole machine learning stuff. I think people are sleeping on it. You know, I, I, Adobe. So I go to Adobe max or at least this year was digital. And I remember they're doing things that took me literally five to 10 to 15 minutes. Like back in the day where I was making stills, I was tracing out with like the magnetic tool, the edges around your body. Now you can literally hit a button and it basically detects the main object and kind of knows what you want. Suck, traces it out, sucks you out and you can manipulate it. Okay. It literally happens in like two, three seconds now. Right. There's stuff like, I don't know if you saw some of this stuff, but Adobe... Photoshop now has all these, um, I think they're called neural neural filters, right. where you can slide and like, you can change 
your hair, your right. age, like with a slider, and it's all right. machine learning. And right. I'm just like, damn. When I when I when I saw how the performance of the M1 and knowing that it's specifically made for those type of things too, but it people it's not in people's consciousness yet. Yeah. It's good. There's like, so many on. like, oh, like you're an idiot. Neural, like, what's a neural engine? You're so stupid. And it's like, <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> they don't, I mean, they don't even have to know what it's called. There, as if I, the aging thing was crazy to me. I'm like, this, it looked good. I'm yeah. just like slider, boop. I'm like, damn. So all, I, I mean, it makes me like I have nieces and nephews, and you know, every generation things for whatever reason come easier to them and the things that literally took half an hour for me can take them seconds now yeah that's the important part so i guess the other people they just gotta keep riding that horse (laughs) all right man um is there any is there any other thing that you wanted to talk about um just in general of things you're doing or things to kind of be aware of i i will also i want to say just to bring this up i really appreciate how vocal you've been during these times, you know, I'm, I'm pretty vocal as well. And I've, it's not on me to ask other creators to be more vocal, but I wish they were because I get it. Like you might lose some followers, but at the end of the day, is that really going to really affect you? And it's probably not, you know what I mean? It's probably not. And so I just want to say thank you for being so vocal about social issues I think it's really important that people don't view us, like I said earlier, as just one thing. Like, right. I am more than a person who loves and reviews tech. Right. So are you. So is everyone. Right. And I think that's the biggest thing is like, I just wish we all had a little more empathy and just the mindset of it's not always about us. And how could I not? Like, these are issues that directly affect people that I care about yep. and I love. And just, I, yeah, I, I just, I, it's it's tough, right? Definitely, and I've gotten calls saying like, "Oh, you're going to leave that up?" Like, oh, oh like brand, by by peers or something, or no, 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 like I mean about like brands and stuff. It's like, oh, well, some oh, brands oh, are oh, oh really? They're like, yeah, yeah, like like eh, some some brands they shy away from that stuff, and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, cool, like I don't want to hang then. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, what are we doing this for, right? I, I just want to make things. I want to take care of the people that I love, and and ultimately, like, if we're not making a difference like what's the point and it, like because we're all jaded with tech right no one mm-hmm. like we're not doing this to get the tech like it's cool but like let's just make a difference that's it well i think that's why you're unique in our field and you're one of the real ones man like that's why i respect and appreciate you so much so you know just just want to say thanks and acknowledge that so that you know that people that may not have told you that it matters and people that are not you know aware of it it matters and i just want to let you know that you know that that means a lot because there's definitely moments where you you feel crazy and sometimes it's like <laughs> like like I, I dude I'll go watch like we can, I don't if you want to use this or not but it's like it's, it's not like I'm some because it's like the easy narrative like oh like you just watch CNN or whatever and it's like no like I <laughs> yeah. I just watch, watch what's everything. happening and some yeah. sometimes I will go watch the opposite side just to like mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like am I crazy are we seeing two like if there was ever any theory of a simulation 2020 has made me feel that because it feels like two people could watch the same thing and come out with two different outcomes. And absolutely. I I appreciate you, you know it and vice versa. I've seen you out there. I feel that sentiment. I understand that people, whether it's, 
for the brand, whether it's just because people deal with things differently. And I can't expect or we can't expect everybody to exactly. act the same or feel the same or be vocal, but it does mean a lot. And I appreciate you being vocal as well. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it, man. So nothing but love here. Nothing but love here, man. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, absolutely. Anyways, yeah, What? so uh, sorry about that. But yeah, you know, just want to say thanks again for coming on and hanging out and just what are you most excited about? How about this to wrap it up in a tech thing? We see what the M1 has delivered on their entry level. Right. What what gets you the most excited about it? I mean, the the next iteration of this, a M1X or M2 or the 16-inch or as we... Goodness. Honestly, what excites me the most is when we get to the point where we can get some, whether it's OLED or HDR tech in our screens that's affordable mm. because mm. I've had a lot of fun messing with HDR. HDR is ruining me, whether it's PS5 or... <laughs> iPhone or high-end cameras, but like once you, I always say, you don't know until you know. And once you do, though, it's hard to go back. So I'm excited for, I've talked about it, the, the door opening for 10-bit HDR, and I'm even more excited where more people can adopt it and to where we can edit HDR footage on our MacBook, on our iMac. And you know, I, I tweeted this, it would be amazing, or maybe it's just a look into the future where we get OLED an HDR on an iPad Pro, but imagine the situation where you have this $1,000 machine that can handle 10-bit HDR footage, and then you sidecar your iPhone or your iPad and then edit in HDR. It's, it's exciting, man. It's, and it's, it's coming. What you said, though, it's coming. The writing's on the wall. It's coming. Right, and that's the thing. That's the only thing I want to say is people are forgetting these are three entry-level SKUs. It's just, it's just the start. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I had to make a point, too. It's like people are like, oh, it doesn't have this. I'm like, bro, it yeah. is literally the entry level right now. Come on. Right. Like, like just student, slow your roll a little can, bit. Students can get a MacBook Air for eight ninety nine, and the I think the real sleeper is the Mac Mini because it's almost yeah. like it's not cheap. I get it. Right. Six hundred ninety nine dollars is a lot of money, and but at the same time, it opens up a lot of doors for people who didn't mm-hmm. have that because I personally couldn't really truly recommend like a six hundred dollar Mac Mini before. It's they got great CPU performance, but there was never like decent graphics and yeah it just wasn't a smooth experience and it's just back to that whole there's a lot of there's a lot more doors being open right now all right bro well thanks so much for your time you know i i think as things clear up eventually you know we'll we'll do something in person right get some shots up on the basketball hoops and yeah, things I, like I, that. yeah i am itching to play basketball <laughs> we it is gonna happen man it's gonna happen so yeah uh, thanks so much jonathan appreciate everything and if you could again maybe just tell people where they can find your content and stuff just so they could follow you or check out what you're doing man i you should pick someone else and just link them uh youtube.com slash tld <laughs> but any pick some random person man they don't people will find me eventually but I they just, will they yeah. will you're you're, cool, you're a good man all right bro well we'll talk to you soon okay later dude all right see ya